0: You're listening to The Classic Podcast.
1: Today, we will be continuing on to the fourth episode of Admitted here on The Classic Podcast. This is your host, Nikki, and we are finding out how 100,000 hair follicles got Ariana into her dream school. So, Ariana, you want to take it away from here? So, my name
0: is Ariana, and I applied restrictive early action and um, regular decision. And I was accepted into Harvard, Brown, and the University of Southern California, so USC. And I applied to Harvard undecided, and I applied to Brown as a public health major, and USC is like a global health major. But Harvard didn't have public health, so I just applied undecided.
1: All right, very nice. And so we have prompt five here today. Prompt five says to discuss an accomplishment, event, or realization that sparked a period of personal growth and a new understanding of yourself or others. 100,000 hair follicles,
0: and I had an issue with every single strand. It isn't straight, it's too poofy, and it's too short. In elementary school, I felt different because my hair wasn't long like my peers, and it certainly wasn't immune from frizzing. During class, I observed the girls as they casually twirled strands of hair around their fingers while answering questions with astounding self-assurance. I wanted their confidence and their well-tamed hair, but my unruly tresses refused to cooperate. I sat quietly and never raised my hand out of fear someone would notice the ball of messiness on my head. By fifth grade, I decided a slicked-back bun was the solution. A bun was unassuming, reserved, and hardly noticeable. My bun protected my soul, preventing others from seeing my insecurities, and it solidified my quiet demeanor as I navigated middle school. My peers referred to me as quiet Ariana, who always wore her hair in a bun and always had her trapper keeper handy. At the beginning of high school, my new surroundings intimidated me, and I wanted to melt into the peach-colored walls. Although my slicked-back bun chilled me in middle school, it couldn't protect me now. My history teacher held weekly Socratic seminar discussions, and participation was mandatory. I sat quietly in the circle, listening intently to my peers and parroting their responses, hoping the teacher would move on quickly. My fear was palpable, and I wished the unassuming girl with the slicked-back bun would go unnoticed. As freshman year progressed, I was encouraged to join Festival of Nations, which changed my high school experience. Fawn is our school's annual cultural dance production, created, managed, and performed by students. Initially, I planned to work backstage, but once I heard the reggae music, I decided to take a risk and join the Caribbean dance group. During my performance, I was reluctant to sway my hips too much or bring any attention to myself. In the quietness of my bun, I watched my peers command the stage, and their bravery empowered me. During my second performance, I let my hair down, swayed my hips, and allowed my unruly curls to swing left to right with impunity. My free-flowing hair gave me the confidence to move throughout high school, and my slicked-back bun hairstyle became my pass. My experience during Fawn provided the courage I needed, and I now looked forward to our Socratic seminar discussions. Whenever a question was directed at me, I was candid and thoughtful in my response, and I no longer shielded away from the conversation. Unleashed from my inner bun, I now possessed the confidence to take another chance. The school newspaper, a classic, needed an article written and published within three hours. I volunteered, and the editors were impressed with my ability to work under pressure and on a tight deadline, which resulted in a position as a staff writer. I realized my slicked-back bun habits, coupled with my bold, free-flowing curls were the perfect juxtaposition of myself, allowing me to secure countless interviews with peers, staff, and teachers. At the end of junior year, I landed the managing editor job on The Classic, a position requiring strong organizational skills, focus, and tenacity. When school closed due to the pandemic, we had concerns about content availability and how we would publish the paper. I wanted to retreat into my inner slicked-back fun self, but I had a job to complete and I had to lead our editors. Putting my fears aside, I scheduled weekly meetings to review potential articles, provided direction to the team, and ensured we remained on on schedule. We worked together in the classic remains of full-fledged weekly publication. As with the newspaper, my occasional insecurities, there are always challenges. But now I look in the mirror, let my hair flow, and tackle what's in front of me.
1: Amazing. Oh, my gosh. And I love, love, loved the transition from, like, the slick back bun to the free-flowing hair. Literally so good. Thank so, you know, you. I have to ask, what was the hardest part for you to write? So,
0: the hardest part for me to write was definitely the beginning where I talked Mm -hmm. about like looking at the other girls and seeing their hair and that part because it got like really, really personal. And you know, my experience with that was everything that I wrote, like I was very insecure about it. And it was really hard growing up being different, especially in that respect. So you know, putting that on paper was really difficult and not the easiest thing to do and Mm -hmm. it took a lot of time like that was the last part of kind of the the essay that I wrote like I had something down but it was the last part that Mm -hmm. was really finalized like from the high school part down like that was pretty much like done Mm -hmm. and then I still had to go back and you know rework the beginning and have people read it and reread it and it took a lot so yeah that
1: part. How did you kind of like incorporate that part I guess because like as you said you wrote it at the end and I think that was it that after writing all of the rest of the essay that you were kind of like okay I'm gonna sit down and pull this one together or did you ask people for advice on how to kind of word things or what was that process like for you so
0: it was definitely a little bit of both so I finished Mm -hmm. and kind of finalized the high school part and then I went back and I sat down and I was like okay like Let's try to pull some emotion out of this and really try to get deep. And then I had people read it, and they were like, "Oh, go deeper, like get more emotional, get more mm-hmm. personal." And I was like, "How am I gonna do that?" So then I kind of had to go back and you know add some more personal, you know, stuff and personal anecdotes into it. And then I had people read it again, and they were like, "Okay, that's better. Now do this," and I was like, "Okay, <laughs> let me go back and." <laughs> add you know this part or be more personal here so it was definitely a a process just with that part of the essay itself
1: and you know we like to hear how these essay topics kind of manifest and um, as you said the hair was a big portion for you like the beginning with the slick back bun but then I see that it's mentioned a lot throughout and that was what you wrote before your intro kind of like that right so guess the question is you know what really sparked these hundred thousand hair follicles to become the topic of your essay and I guess did you write about that did you have that in mind before when you were writing the high school part and then you went back to the intro to incorporate it or was it like oh I want to write about high school first and then I'll finalize that part and then you thought of like the bun and everything, and then you started weaving it throughout. So what was that process for you?
0: So I always kind of knew at the beginning of junior year, Mm -hmm. I knew I was going to do something about hair, but I didn't know how I was going to frame it. So I didn't know that like I would get really personal in the beginning and have to like Mm -hmm. go back to that after writing about the hair in high school. But I definitely knew, you know, beginning of junior year, I was like, okay, when I start my essay, it's probably going to be about hair just because that is – very defining thing and a very defining part of my high school experience. So when I wrote the essay, I started off, like talking about my hair in the context of high school, right. And, you know, that part of it in terms of it changing. And Mm. then I went back and I was like, okay, I have to add this kind of beginning part to, you know, give the admissions people reading this, like context Mm. as to why (laughs) this is such a big thing for me. I went back and I was like, okay, let's think about the timeline here. And I was like, I had this look back fun for all these years. And this is Mm -hmm. kind of why. So then I think I always had the idea of doing it about hair, but I didn't know I would, you know, be so personal as to my insecurities with it growing up. And that before high school part, I didn't know I would get as detailed there as I did. So I think Mm. that's kind of how that came about.
1: You you mentioned junior year. When exactly did you start like writing drafting?
0: <laughs> so, okay, so I had the idea beginning of junior year. I was kind of already mm. thinking about colleges because I'm a little bit insane like that. I was thinking just a little really, no, I'm I <laughs> I was thinking really really ahead. So I was like, okay, hair, and I started writing it in July. I kinda just sat in my room mm-hmm. one day and my mom was bothering me about it. Like she was really like on me about this essay. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, Okay, I guess it's finally time to put something on paper. So I just sat yes. in my bed for like two hours and wrote like a really not the best first draft to be <laughs> honest. But it was
1: there. It was something, but it wasn't Yeah, definitely. You know, it
0: wasn't great. But that's kind of when I started July going into senior year.
1: Mm. And then after you wrote that first draft, we kind of want to know did you, were you like, this is garbage, I have to rewrite it myself? Or was it like, oh, maybe let me pass it on to someone else to look at it and get some advice here and there, you know?
0: (laughs) So I wrote the first draft, and my mom,
1: being the person she is, was like, okay, let me
0: read it. So then I gave Mm -hmm. it to her, and she was like, okay, like the ideas are here, but no, we need to make it, it needs to be you know a little stronger a little better you know more just more intelligent I think she was just like <laughs> it isn't it isn't like up to par oh my God. <laughs> yeah my mom was like that she was like it's like up to par with what it with what it should be so I was like okay and so I re, you know I went back I rewrote it and then she read it and she was like <laughs> and, then oh. I, and then what happened was so then I gave it to my friend who's in college right and I had mm-hmm. her read it she's so like the first person who wasn't my mom to like read it and she gave yeah. me you know edits and then my mom was like okay let me see what she told you so then my mom looked at what she told me she's like yeah I agree with everything she said so I was like okay and then I went back and rewrote it oh my god I had like no, it's insane. I had, like, 20-something drafts of this. I'm so oh serious. Oh, my gosh. yeah, it was That like, is a lot. <laughs> <It was> a <laughs> lot. <laughs> Writing this was, like, a lot. It took a lot out of me. So, you know, I went back, and then I edited it again, and kept passing it back to that same friend, and she kept giving mm, me edits. Mm-hmm. So it was, like, a back and forth, and my mom yeah. would like occasionally read it again to kind of see, you know, if it was getting How better. How it's going. And, <laughs> yeah, and it was going better, so that was good. And then... <laughs> I gave it to another friend in college, right, and Mm. um, so she read it, too, and then she gave me edits so that I took, you know, both of my college friends' edits and then Mm. put that into it, and then my mom read it again and was like, it's better, but it's not quite there. So then I spent, like, I think like another, like, three weeks. And this was, like, I think, like, September, like, the beginning of September, Mm -hmm. you know, by the time both of them had read it, and I started editing it again. So then I edited it again, and then I gave it to my mom again, and she was like, okay, this is better. So then I passed it back to one of my college friends, and she was like, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: okay, yeah, this is, like, definitely getting to where it needs to be. And then she gave me a couple more edits, and I was like, okay. I added those in and I sent it to a teacher and then Mm. he read it and then he was like okay this is actually like pretty good so then he gave me some edits yeah right like that whole process (laughs) by the time yes by the time he read it it was actually pretty almost finished and yeah and then he read it and he was like okay this is good he gave me some edits I put them in and then my mom read it again and she was like yeah, okay. This is good. I was like, okay. <laughs> Thank God because she, she Oh was, my she gosh. Like, she was really tough on me when it came to this this essay.
1: I feel like everyone needs someone like your mom to push them to like write and write and edit and draft. And you know, you also talked a lot about your school and like experiences at Townsend that I feel A lot of people can relate to those, like fawn, Socratic seminars, literally the death of me freshman year. So definitely really relatable things. And also like how those experiences specifically shaped who you were. So kind of how did you work your own personality into that? And um, like during the entire thing, did you find yourself with any concerns about cliches or like how to stand out among other applicants?
0: So in terms of working my personality into it, I think that, aside from writing the first part of it, was Mm -hmm. the hardest thing to do just because you have kind of, you know, the ideas of what you want on paper and you have like a story to tell, but then you really do have to think like, okay, where are the parts of me that I can infuse into Mm -hmm. this anecdote or this scenario that'll, you know, let colleges know, okay, this Mm -hmm. is who I am and this is what I bring to the table. So a lot of figuring out how to do that actually had to do with the people that I kept sending it to. So like my college Ah. friends, yeah, they were like, okay, like, you have to be, you know, more descriptive here. You know, this is a part of the essay where you can really, you know, talk about you as a person. Like they gave me a lot of tips on that because it is something that's really technical. Like weirdly, like you don't expect it, but doing that is really difficult. And you really have Mm -hmm. to put time into how you're going to kind of weave that through. So a lot of how I figured out how to do that was actually through them and, you know, their knowledge and what they know about writing a personal (laughs) essay. So I think that was a lot of how I did it. And in terms of cliches, that was also really tough because I feel like the whole confidence story is pretty, I mean, that is kind of a cliche, right? Like a lot of people go from being, you know, not so confident to really confident. So to kind of avoid being too cliche, that's kind of you know, we're talking about the newspaper kind of came in because it was like, okay, like, Mm -hmm. in Socratic seminars, I went from being shy to being not so shy. But then in terms of the paper, I kind of used, you know, aspects of my, you know, more shy demeanor and quietness combined with aspects of my new more, you know, bold demeanor Mm -hmm. to kind of be this person for the newspaper. So it was more about combining both characteristics of myself into you know, Mm -hmm. the space of the classic to kind of, you know, use both to power me through that. So I think that's how I tried to avoid it was by combining, you know, both parts of my personality. I don't know if that made sense, but that's kind of of how I did
1: it. (laughs) I also think it was the hair, like, to be honest, like, to use hair as that representation, I think just the metaphor in itself (laughs) was so good. Yeah. So having gone through all these conversations with your mom and like edits and all of that and even just college application process in general, what's something you would like to leave with our underclassmen, whether it's like tips or suggestions, any thoughts? <laughs> um, I think a couple.
0: I think, you know, one thing is definitely don't be afraid to get personal. I mm-hmm. think it's a personal essay for a reason. So you know, try to put your emotions and your thoughts into there as best as possible. And, you know, I know it isn't easy, but definitely try your best to, you know, work with your own personal experiences and putting that into words. I think also kind of backing off of that is try, I don't, I hate to put it like this, but I think colleges also want to know what you bring to them, right? Like what yeah. aspects of your personality will you bring to their college and how mm-hmm. you know you're going to, you know, be XYZ type of person for their school and, you know, stuff like that. So I think trying to put qualities and characteristics of yourself that are, you know, important to colleges and what they want is also really important. Kind of marketing yourself, but I hate to put it like that, but kind of is what it is. Um, and also, I think, don't be afraid to ask for help. And I know that's kind of, you know, you don't always like to ask people for help. I think, Towns and kids, especially like power power through things on our own Mm -hmm. and kind of, you know, going in it like that. But I think asking people for help and asking for advice and feedback, whether it be older friends or teachers or just even your mom and your parents, like, Mm -hmm. I think that's definitely really, really important. And don't be afraid to ask.
1: Definitely agree that. Like, don't be afraid of your teachers, especially you might think like, oh, if I ask them to just read it over, I'll be like a huge bother to them. And they're already so busy. But really, they would love to read your personal essay and provide you feedback and watch you grow and everything (laughs) like that. So thank you so much, Ariana. You know, that was a really, really audiobook quality essay. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah but good luck at Harvard you know thank you. and thank you to everyone for tuning in today if you want to hear or see or read more from us if you want to read an article written by Ariana you know she's had some good opinion pieces recently so if you want to check all of that out you could Follow us on Instagram, Snapchat, Twitter, at THSClassic, the Classic TV on YouTube. And again, that article plug, our website is thhsclassic.com, as well as, you know, the Classic Podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts for our other episodes of Admitted. So join us next time.
0: You're listening to The Classic Podcast.